Thank you for tuning in to the latest message from Island Church, Dundalk. Glory to God. Anyone glad they came to church this morning? Amen. Only, only an hour and a half into it, and we're just getting warmed up. Amen. So do me a favor. Put those little phones you have, turn them off. Put your watch. Don't let me spit on you, Brian. Put your watch into your pocket and stop paying attention to it so we can hear what the Lord wants to say to us today. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, time will get us in trouble. Amen. We, not be so, we don't need to have our lives be dictated by time. We need to be pressing into what the Lord has for us so we can receive what he has for us. Amen. So last week, Last week, we ended off discussing, amen, the importance of entering into the secret place. Entering into the secret place. Why? Because this, this is the step that leads you into intimacy. Has anyone in this house, did any one of you desire, I mean, did any one of you actually step into that place this week? Has anyone attempted to get into the secret place this week? You know, see, I can hear, I can hear most of the church now, oh, pastor, oh, pastor, man, you don't understand how busy my week was. You don't understand everything that I had going on. I just didn't have time to fuss with all that. You know, I just prayed, Lord, Lord, will you bless me? Well, I'm here to tell you, Lord, the word says that the Lord's already blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Amen. So stop just asking the Lord to bless you. You're going to have to make an attempt to get into that secret place. You want into the You want greater things than God. You want to step into the new things of God. You know, we had people coming up here desiring to know what the calling is, that knowing what their destiny is upon their life. You want to find out what those things are. It's not just going to be poured out from heaven. You're going to have to get into that secret place to find it. You're going to have to press into the things of God to see what he has for you. Why? Because this is what, this is, this is the way the kingdom operates. God just doesn't pour out everything for the people that don't want it. Listen, this is why it says that he hides things. Why does he hide them? Because he wants you to seek after them. Are there any seekers in this place? I'm telling you, man, y'all seem very tired this morning. I'm telling you, are there any seekers in this place? Amen. We need to be pushing towards the things of God with everything we have. Amen. Matthew eleven twelve says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, he says that the kingdom of God has suffered violence. It's been, it's been forcefully advancing in everything that it does. And it says the violent, it takes it by force. The violent takes it by force. Oh, pastor, I, I didn't think we're supposed to be violent in the things of God. I th- we're Christians now. We can't be violent. Listen, I'm not talking about going around the streets with a, with a hurl in your hand and whacking someone on the head or beating someone up with your hands. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying we need to get violent when it comes to the things of God. Violent, not let anything get in the way of the kingdom in our lives. I'm telling you, we need to be so persistent, so headstrong, so, so moving forward to the things of God that we allow nothing to penetrate. Amen. Nothing to penetrate us, that we penetrate the surroundings that are around us. Amen. We need to be going violently towards the kingdom of God. I like how the Passion Translation says this. It says, it says, from the moment John the Baptist stepped upon the scene until now, he says, the realm of the heaven's kingdom is bursting forth and passionate people take a hold of its power. Are there any passionate people in here? Amen. See, the passionate people, the ones that have a passion for the things of God, the, one, the seekers, the ones that, will, that are willing to knock. Listen, if you will get passionate about the things of God, listen, these are the ones, these are ones that will hold on to the power of the kingdom. 
Oh, come on, church. The passionate people are the ones that, that, are, that are caressing, that, that, that permit. Thank you, Lord. That's a better word. They'll permit, amen, the kingdom of God to flow through them. That's, see, see, when you're saved, when you're going to fill the Holy Ghost, you've got all kinds of power on the inside of you. But are you permitting it to flow through you? How does it flow through you? From intimacy. From intimacy. From the moment of John the Baptist stepped upon the scene to now the heaven, the heaven, the realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth. And passionate people take a hold of its power. I'm telling you, church, it's time to enter in. Amen. It's time to enter in. It's time to get militant for the things of God. And to say we can get militant, we can get militant with our finances, not show up for, for church for a month or two or three months. You know, we, you know those, those, those things are fine. We can get militant and get about all kinds of things when it comes to the world. Amen. We need to get militant towards the things of the kingdom. Amen. You, you want to find goodness of God flowing through? Get militant towards the things of the kingdom. Desire it more than anything else in our lives. Amen. We need to stop being a, a passive people playing church. Oh, good Lord. We need to stop being a passive people playing church, masquerading as the church, being hypocrites as Jesus called, wearing two masks in everything that we do. I'll wear, I'll wear the mask of the church when I know it's Sunday, but listen, I'm gonna, I, other six days of the week, I'm going to wear the mask of the world church. These things need to stop. We don't need to be hypocrites of the church. We need to start being the church. Be in the church in everything that we do. Allow him to completely transform us so we can be the church. And everything that we do. Amen. Not just coming to a church looking for a, you know, a, a great social club. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't know how many phone calls I get of people sending emails, texts, or phone calls saying, listen, I'm just, I'm just looking for a church, a, a church, you know, I need some social interaction in my life. I need some friends. And just, just give me some 20 or 30 minute sermon, man, everything's going to be right. Or I'm telling you, this ain't going to be the place for you. This, this isn't no social club. This is a training ground. Amen. Yeah, we like social activities. We like to hang out. We like to do those things. But listen, when we step into this place, we have one vision. You say, what is that? It's to train people up in the things of God where you can find the answers for your life. You can, you can begin to operate in the kingdom where you can get people saved. Maybe you'll plan a church. Maybe you'll start your own business. Who knows what it is, but, but you got to get into the training ground. It's not just to come hang out and have a cup of tea. Hmm? It's here to find your calling and your destiny in your life. We got to seek after it. I don't know if there's ever been a 20 or 30 minute sermon in this house. Amen. Amen. But praise God that y'all, y'all permit us to go a little longer. Amen. Y'all don't get checked out. Why? So, so that we can teach. Amen. So we can grow. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, sermons get long because people are pulling. People want something. They're desiring something. I mean, seeing that the, isn't this the main driving point of Psalms 91 that we talked about last week? For them that dwell in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. For I was saying to the Lord, you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God. It's in him who we trust. For surely he shall deliver us from the snail of the fowler. See, see how, how do all these things, see, we, we profess this at the, end of the, end, at the end of our message every week. Now, now how do these things take place? Listen, there is a prerequisite. It says, it says for he who 
dwells. I think even Brother John preached on that a couple months ago. He who dwells, you've got to be one that dwells. It's like, see, it's saying that, you know, the, the things that the kingdom of God isn't something you step into once or twice a week and then, and, then, and then walk out of it. No, you dwell in that place and then you come out of it to run your errand. You, then you go right back into the secret place. Then you come out of it, amen, to do what? To go to church. Then you get back into that secret place and you go out of it to do what? To go to your job, to, to hang out with your friends or to do whatever it is. But see, this is the place. This is home. The secret place has to be our home where we're dwelling. This is where the fullness comes to pass. Church, I'm telling you, we, and we, we need to get, learn. God, I'm telling you, God is looking for people who will abide, not people that will skip through. He's looking for the people that will abide. I'm telling you, we need to get sold out. I'm not, I'm not just talking to our church. I'm saying as a church as a whole, we need to get sold out to the things of God. We need to get sold out into the kingdom. So what is that secret place? Remember we talked about this last week. It is, a, it is a place of being hidden in him. What is the secret place? It is a place that, that only two lovers will dare to go and dwell. That, that's the secret place. What is the secret place? It's a place where, where trust, where truth, where revelation, where the mysteries get revealed to you as you're having pillow talk. It's the secret place. It's the place where you go to begin to hear the voice of him instead of just hearing your own voice talking from time to time. It's the secret place. It's that place of communion. It's that place of union with the living God that listen, church, that, that you've got to get so union in union with him that you can't come out of that place. I mean, it's like, it's like having two separate houses with, with a wife and a husband. I mean, how silly would that sound? Amen? If it is any much of a marriage. Amen? You ought to be in such a union with that person that, that, you can't, that you can't stay away from, that you can't wait to get home from work. You can't wait to get home from church. You can't wait to get home from whatever you're doing just to, just to be in the presence of that person. That's the way our relationship needs to be with him. I mean, so you want to understand what, what intimacy is all about? Listen, church, and go, go jump in. Me and uh, Jason were talking about this. Go, go study in, in Songs of Solomon or Songs of Songs out of the Passion Translation. I'm telling you, it will shift something on the inside of you. I'm telling you, that book is so powerful when it comes to intimacy. It will open up some different levels. Yeah, yeah. listen, you can read it on the surface level because it does have a, two, a, dual, a dual tone to it. It has a twofold meaning into it that, that it it does have to do with a, a husband and a wife relationship. You say, why is that? Because, because a marriage is a direct reflection of, of the kingdom. It's a direct reflection of what has taken place with your relationship with Jesus. Let me, get, let me give you a little advice, men in this house, that like my pastor gave me and many other people, you, you want to you wanna be able to tell how, how someone's relationship is with, their, with the father, with Jesus? Listen, go, go look at their wives. See how they're doing spiritually. See how they're doing spiritually. Now, if they're, if they're pressing, they're, if they're spiritual, everything's going well there. Listen, listen, that man probably has a good relationship with the Lord. Amen? Why? Because this relationship that we have right here, it's a direct re reflection of this relationship right here. Amen? If this one's not healthy, man, it's really hard to get that one healthy. It's really hard to get that one healthy. Amen? We, we need to keep pressing in to those things. Intimacy is good. Amen? You want a supernatural marriage? Glory to God. Get hooked up with a supernatural God, amen, and he'll lead you into these things, amen. Now, the secret place, 
is not just intimacy. Amen? But see, man, in- intimacy is this progenitor of everything else that comes out of it. See, if you don't have intimacy, we can't, we, uh, you can't get anything else started when it comes to the kingdom. It is, it is the starting point of all things that, that we desire to have in this life. Listen, church, you want, you want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit? Get into the secret place. Amen. Get to where you trust him so much. Listen, when, you can, when it comes to a place in public, listen, you'll, you'll be bold because you'll know it's him talking to you. Amen. You want to have divine health? Not just get healed when sickness comes around. Not just get healed when, when COVID tries to come upon your body. If you want to walk in divine sickness, listen, church, get in the secret place. He'll teach you how to walk in divine health. You'll be able to trust him to where these things can't come against you. You want to find your calling and your destiny? Get in the secret place. You want to find the provision that God has laid up for you in that calling and destiny? Church, get in the secret place. Amen? This is where you're going to find everything that the Father desires to shave off of you and conform you into the image of his dear son. Amen? But see, some things are going to have to get shaved off of us. They're going to have to be taken off of us. See, back in the 1848-1849, there was a gold rush in the United States. It was in California. Amen. Everyone over North America, they begin to go towards this one spot there in California. Why? Because there was a couple people, they found a little bit of gold in the rivers out there. Amen. And it was amazing. You know, you had, you know, thousands of people, they got their little plots of land and they you know, they had their little, you know, cabin behind them and they're, and they are, I forget the, the term of that, but they're, uh, what, what do you call that when you're paying them for gold is what we call it. Anyhow, I don't know what we, what we call it over here, but they pan for gold, you know, stick that pan in the water, you know, get all the rocks out of the way and see if they can find a flake or see if they could find a nugget. Amen. And they'd get enough. They'd go in, they'd cash it in. They'd have enough for another week. They'd have enough money for another week. They'd have enough money for a month. Maybe if they found found a good nugget and something was going well for them. Amen. And, and glory to God. But see, there are some people, there was a handful of people, they weren't satisfied with going paycheck to paycheck. They weren't satisfied with just going week to week. They weren't satisfied with going month to month. You know what they said? You know what? If all those little bits are flowing down the river down here, I wonder what's up there. I wonder what's up in the mountains. I wonder what's up in that hard place up there. So what they do? They went to the hard place. They begin to put more money in, more effort in to do what? To dig deeper into the mountain. You know what they found? They found the mother load. They found the mother load. Amen. These people didn't just become rich. They became wealthy. They didn't just become wealthy. They became generational wealthy to where their great, 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 great grandchildren are living off of these finances that, that, they, that they had the effort to go in and, and pursue. See, church, this is the same thing with the kingdom of God. See, we can't just be, we just can't be satisfied with some Wednesday night or Sunday morning. I'm telling you, listen, you can go week to week. Hey, glory to God, you'll be in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll see you. I'll see you when we're there. Amen. We can't be satisfied. Don't, I'm, I'm trying to urge you, don't be satisfied with these things. Amen. Go for the mother load. Amen. Go, go for it all. Go for everything that Jesus has laid up for you. Don't just, just don't take a piece of the pie. Take the whole thing. Just don't go for a portion of Jesus. Take them all. Amen. Allow yourself to be consumed consumed in everything that he has for you. Amen. I'm telling you, you know what will happen? This generational passion 
will be, will be transferred into your children. Why? Because they're going to see the, the realness of the goodness of God operating through your life. They're going to see God answers him when he prays. And when he prays, God, God has the gifts flowing through him. Power operates through him. I'm telling you, church, this is what we're designed for. Amen? Oh, I just want my kids to serve God. I just want them to be pressed into the things of God. And you can't, and you won't get pressed in. How do you think your kids are going to do it? Jump in. Jump in with everything you have. And I'm telling you, your children, your family, your parents, if they're not saved, they will begin to follow you into this place. Why? Because they'll see a realness. I'm telling you, people are looking for something real. Amen? They're looking for something real. See, that's one of the reasons I didn't serve God for so many years of my life, because it wasn't real. It was religious junk. Amen? But see, when I found you can, when you can slide in and you can actually get intimate with the living God, whoo, you can't get me out of that place. You can't get me out of there. That's all I desire. It's all I want. It's all I want in this life. Am I the only one in here? Hallelujah. Turn with me here to, to 1 Kings. I don't know what it is, church. It's maybe the third week I'm in this, and in this chapter. I can't seem to get out of it. Amen. The Lord keeps on wanting to hit things at different directions here. Amen. In 1 Kings chapter 19, remember this is for, for, you, for those of you who weren't here the last week or two, you'll find that this is, this is about this a journey of Elijah. Amen. After he called down fire from heaven, after he called a drought, after he, he called back rain to come forth, after he, after he outran the chariot and then he slayed, you know, 400, you know, prophets of Baal, he got into this place, amen, to where he had no more direction in his life. So what happened? He took off. I mean, he took off on a, on a 40 or 45 to 50 day journey off into the wilderness. Why? Because he needed direction and he knew how to hear from God. I mean, he needed direction. I'm telling you, this man went 45 to 50 days in the middle of nowhere to one mount where he knew he could hear from God. Why? Because it was that important to him. To get the direction from the Lord was that important to him. Why? God's children without his direction, I'm telling you, it's probably one of the most dangerous places you can be. Why? Because you will begin to try to force your own will. You'll try to force your desires. You'll try to force your carnal desires into, into what you want to do. And you will circumvent everything that the Lord is asking you to do or that has asked you to do. You say, well, well, I've done everything the Lord has asked me to do. Well, then you press in to find out what, what's next. Just don't go jump out and do something. Find out what's next. Get into that secret place. Get into that secret place. You know, I asked the Lord this week. I said, I was sitting there praying. Because I'm telling you, it, it, it really disturbs me. It really disturbs me how little the church hears from God nowadays. I mean, it disturbs me. And these are things that, that, that got to change. We got to be able to recognize his voice. And I was asking, I said, well, Lord, what, what happens when people can't hear from you? And simple enough, he just said, they make their own choices. They make their own choices and do their own thing without me. Without me. And I'm telling you, that is a, that is a place I don't ever want to jump into again. I lived most, I lived, I'm almost, I'm almost 50, 50 in my life. As long as I've been saved and, and as long as I haven't been saved in church, I don't ever want to return back to that. 
to replace that. I do everything on my own and then just ask God to bless it. I'm telling you, I, I am addicted to his presence. And I need it. I have to have it. I thirst for it. I, I don't know what I'd do if he wasn't leading me to, to, and we weren't communicating things in, our, in my life what need to take place. Amen? Because well, I don't want to make my own decisions. I did that for a, a long time in my life, and I'm telling you, it was highly unsuccessful. Amen? I've done this for years in business. I did this for years with my relationships. I did things how I wanted to do it. And listen, they did, none of them prospered in anything that I was doing. But see, when I, when I got to that place where I shifted my posture and began to get intimate with him and, and know, oh, oh Lord, you, you'll tell me how to do these things. You'll lead me how to do these things. I'm telling you, it's not that I got greater, not because I became some great businessman, not because I became a great pastor or I became a great husband. No, no he led me into those places. He led me in those places. See, the man you say he's sitting right here, completely different than the man you would have met 20 years ago, completely different than the man you would have met 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Amen. What does it come from? It comes from being intimate, allowing him to change everything about it. Listen, church, I don't know how Christians do it. <laughs> I, I don't know how they do it, how, how they decide to do everything on their own without him. Church, I, I refuse to be in that place anymore. See, this is one of the things I loved about Elijah, this Old Testament prophet. He allowed nothing to get in his way from hearing from God. See, this was his desire. His sole desire was to be in union, to be you know, in, in ears distance where he could hear what the Lord was trying to lead him to do, and he could actually do it. Amen. And this man didn't have the Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of him like each and every one of us do in here today. He didn't have the Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of him like you do today. Amen. But he heard with absolute clarity when the Holy Ghost began to speak to him, when God began to speak to him. Why is it? Why can't we hear like that? Why do we have issues hearing like that? How can we get into that place where we can hear like that? Because listen, church, we're people that have the Holy Ghost on the inside of us now. That is, a, that is in union. That has been welded together with our spirit. I'll give you a little secret. Anyone up for a secret? You don't have to go on a 45-day journey to hear from God. You don't have to go on a 40-day fast to hear from God. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to be willing you're going to have to be willing to put in the work. You're going to have to be willing to put in the time. You're going to have to be willing to seek out the things of God, and they will be revealed unto you. You're going to have to put in the effort to get intimate. You have to put in the effort to get intimate. Amen. If you want to constantly hear from God. Anyone want to constantly hear from God? I mean, you're going to have to go, you have to go after it. See, See, you notice I said constantly hear from God. I didn't say to get God to constantly speak to you. I mean, see, God, we speak into you. See, that's how we got saved even when you're a heathen. I mean, God was speaking to you. He was convicting you. He was leading you into his goodness. Amen. But see, if you want to constantly hear from him, amen, you're going to you're gonna have to change some things in you. See, why, well, why we, remember, we, I think we chatted about this. I'm not for sure. Why do, why do Christians have such a hard time hearing from God? Remember, there's two different reasons. Number one is because you've become calloused. Amen. He's told you to do some things. He's, he's, he's led you. He's guided you to do some things. And you've completely ignored those things to the point to where you get calloused. Yeah, just like those calluses you get on your hand where there's no feeling under them. Right? 
So you can have things rub against them. You can cut it. You can do whatever you want and you can't feel it. Why? Because it's gotten callous. It, it doesn't mean that you don't have any, any senses underneath it. Amen. But, it's, but there's a callus that's built on top. Amen. What do you do? You grab a hold of that callus. You rip it off. Why? Because, oh, it may hurt for a minute. But listen, church, it'll bring something back to life again. Amen. Stop ignoring the Holy Ghost when he speaks to you and begin to do it. Amen. Every time you ignore it, you get callous. You get callous. You get callous where you can't hear what you, what you're even what your own spirit's trying to say to you. And secondly, and I'd say this is where most of the church is nowadays, is we have no understanding, we have no knowledge, nor understanding on how to hear from him. Amen. That's going to get corrected. Amen. If you'll, if you'll, if you'll get planted in this church, if you'll get, if you will, if you will continue to come here, listen, church, you'll find this is, this is one of the, the foremost focuses that we teach on here. Why? Because none of the church knows about it. Amen. We have to know how to hear from God. If you're going to be successful, if you're going to find your calling, your destiny, if you're going to do the things that God is asking you to do, you're going to, you are going to have to learn how to hear from God. Hosea four, six, what does it say? It says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And then was, see, we, we always like to stop there. Amen. And they perish for a lack of knowledge. But the second side of that verse says, because they rejected knowledge. The Lord says, I'm going to reject you from being a priest. Hmm? He says, my people perish for, for a lack of knowledge because you've rejected knowledge. Listen, don't, don't reject. Oh, I've heard this before, pastor. Listen, don't reject knowledge when it's coming to you. Amen. Allow your, your heart to be cultivated to receive these things. Amen. Oh, that hearing from the Holy Ghost, all those gifts of the spirit, all that stuff. That's just for the preachers. No, no, no. Don't reject this knowledge that's trying to come forth to you today. Amen. It, it may, it may save your life. It may save your life, church. I'm telling you this posture of rebellion this posture of rebellion against, against the word of God and against the leading of the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, this is exactly why Christians are getting ensnared in this lifetime by the adversary. See, you're not, oh, God's just trying to teach me. No, you're getting ensnared by the adversary. See, if you begin to, to listen to the Holy Ghost, amen, he'll, he'll, the Holy Ghost will march you around those snares. Amen, you don't have to jump into that snare to be, to be taught something. I mean, he'll teach you as you're walking around it. See, see, son, that's what I was talking about right there. Keep on listening. Keep on listening. The word says this. Keep on listening. The word says this. Amen. We need to, we need to correct that posture in our lives. It may not only leave you in snare, it may cost you your life if you're not careful. You know, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go there. You know, there's a man. You know, that was messaging back and forth with me here about the church. And he ended up leaving us, a, you know, an ugly review on, on Google. You know, on, you know, when you search the church, and he, left, he left an ugly review on Google because apparently he didn't think that his personal requirements for COVID were, were, were being met. Ne never visited the church. Probably never heard anything I've spoke, because if he did, he probably wouldn't have wanted to come here anyway. Amen. So, so what did he do? But, he, but, he, but he, let, he left a nasty review. Now, now listen, I'm not so concerned about the nasty review that's on there. What I'm concerned is, 
if the Holy Ghost was trying to lead this young man into doing something and to come into a place that he could gain some knowledge on health, on healing, that he could gain knowledge on faith, if he, if he could get knowledge on prosperity or whatever it is, because why? Because God knows the things that are coming. Amen. He sees these things. He knows, he knows the things that are coming towards him. So if he, if he was leading him to do those things and he rejected it because of some, some knowledge that he thinks he has, I mean, I mean dis- discount the part that, that you know, we're the body. What in the world are we doing talking about churches? Yeah. I mean, dis- discount all that rubbish and get that out of the way. Get that, get that, you know, that, that's all carnal thinking. Get outside of that. But listen, if you're missing the leading of the Holy Ghost, what's going to happen? Church, you're going to get ensnared. And listen, and if it's not just you getting scared, I'm telling you, you may lose your life for things like these. I'm telling you, these are, it's important for us to hear from the Holy Ghost. It's important for us to hear from the voice of God. Now, then not put your intelligence on top of it and talk yourself out of it like, no, no, I can't do that because of this. No, no, just shut your mouth, amen, and when you hear something coming into your spirit, begin to yield unto it, begin to operate in it, begin to do it. Hmm? Begin to do it. So how do we hear from the Holy Ghost? Oh, everyone ought to be jumping up telling me how we hear from the Holy Ghost because we're, we're people in here that we can hear from the Spirit of God. How do we hear from the Holy Ghost? I mean, firstly, and I don't know how deep we'll get into these, apparently not very deep at all. But firstly, the, the, the most common way we hear from the Holy Ghost is the inward witness. It's that, it's that pulling, it's a, it's, a directional, it's a directional pull, it's a sense on the inside of us. We call it a red light, you know, with the red lights and green lights in our lives. You know, we'll get into that maybe next week because I definitely don't have enough time to talk about that today. Amen? That's the most common way you'll hear. Secondly, is by the still small voice, this inward voice that we have. And thirdly, it's the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. It's when God is speaking from heaven and he speaks into your spirit. It is an authoritative voice of the Holy Ghost. Now, now listen, let me jump into here in, um, in uh, 1 Kings 19. Let me read these three verses again to you here. In verse 11, it says, and he, you know, when he went to this mount and he met God, God said, go forth and stand upon this mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great strong wind, it rent the mountains and it, and it broke into pieces, the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind and the wind and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after a fire, a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face with his mantle and he went out and he stood at the entering of the cave and behold, there came a voice unto him that said, what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here, Elijah? You know, firstly, we see, church, I want to make the point that we need to stop looking out for the spectacular. You want to hear from God in your life? Stop expecting, you know, the heavens to open up or God to write something in the clouds for you. Stop, stop begging for a dream or a vision because I'm telling you that Satan can give you those things as well. Stop, stop looking for your family and your friends to, to answer questions in your life and begin to seek him. Stop, stop looking for, you know, firecrackers to go off. Listen, church, stop, stop, start looking for that still small voice. Start so looking for that, 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 that inward witness, the, the Holy Ghost that God has placed on the inside of each and every one of us, amen? I mean, Elijah heard this voice. He didn't even have the Spirit of God on the inside of him. 
Listen, we have, we are in constant communion with the Holy Ghost. We ought to be hearing this all the time. We don't have to wait till the Spirit of God comes upon us. No, he's with you, walking every minute of your life with you. It's a still, it's a still small voice. How many of y'all know that God doesn't speak to your soul? Amen, this throws most of the church for the loop. God doesn't speak to your soul. He doesn't speak to your mind. He doesn't speak to your will. He doesn't speak to your emotions. That's not, that's not where God speaks to us. Why? God's a spirit. God's not a mind. He doesn't, he doesn't speak to those things. Romans 8, 7 says that the, that the carnal mind is at enmity. It is at war. It's hostile against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither can it be. See, your mind has the, the unique ability to be completely consumed with carnal influences and carnal desires. Amen. To where anything it feels, anything it touches, anything that it tastes, anything that smells, anything that it sees, it will make, it will have a desire to go in that direction. But see, your mind also has the ability when it gets renewed by the, by the water of the word of God, amen, to be led by the spirit and then the word of God. It depends on what's getting put on the inside of it. Amen. It's called the law of displacement. And y'all know what the law of displacement is. So you say, if I had a, a cup of tea up here or a cup of coffee, you know, I could have water and I could begin to pour it in there. It doesn't matter how fast you pour it in. It doesn't matter how, how, how soft you pour it in. The longer you pour it in, it will displace everything that was in there. The more water you pull in, if you pour in more water than what's in there, it will remove all the coffee, all the tea, whatever you had in that cup. It's like putting underneath a faucet. Amen. Every aspect of what was in that cup will be left and it'll be displaced. And the only thing that'll be in there is water. Amen. See, it's the same thing when we begin to study the Word of God. It's the same thing when we go to church. It's the same thing when we get into that secret place. It's that same place when we get to pray. Amen. The more you put in, it displaces everything that this world's trained you up to be. Amen. And it will, and it will start training you up into who God says you are. But you got to displace it. You got to displace it with what this world has for us, amen? Now, God doesn't just speak to our minds, or he does, or he will not speak to our minds, amen, just because they're at war with them. Yeah, our God's not a mind. How many of y'all know that? God isn't a mind. He is a spirit. John, John uh, 2.24 says, says, God is a spirit. Can it get any more clear than that? I mean, God is a spirit. And then that worship him must worship him in spirit. And in truth, God is a spirit. He doesn't communicate with your mind. He communicates with you, the real you. He communicates with your spirit. He communicates with your spirit. Now, let me try to see where we're going to come to a closing here. Now, let's make, let me make another point. So many times people think when, when the Holy Ghost begins to speak to us that you say it's the authoritative voice of the Holy Ghost. You know, if God speaks, wouldn't, wouldn't you know it's God? Isn't it powerful? I mean, didn't it knock, you know, Paul off his donkey? Didn't, didn't, the, didn't the Jews, when they came to Mount Sinai, I believe it was, weren't they in absolute fear when they came there when God began to speak? I say, absolutely. When God speaks, you know it's God speaking. Amen. you can't, I mean, it, it don't take a whole lot of faith. Amen. To be led when God speaks to you. Why? Because the ground will shake when he speaks to you. I mean, you'll have no doubt to it. Amen. But see, why is this called the still small voice? Amen. If it's not this authoritative earth shaking voice coming to us, why is it called the still small voice? Because it's your spirit speaking to you. 
Say, oh, you know, you know I, have, I, have, I have something on the inside of it. When it begins to talk, it sounds a whole lot like my voice. Well, because well, it is your voice. I mean, it sounds a whole lot like you because it is you speaking. I mean, anyone ever heard their, their, their voice on a, on a voicemail or on a microphone? I'm telling you, the first time you hear it, you're like, what in the world? That, that's not me. I know the first time I got, I couldn't stand speaking with a mic when I first started, started ministering. Why? Because it didn't sound like, I was like, man, that sounds so foreign. I was like, man, that sounds feminine. And I said, man, I'm not a feminine guy. But my voice sound feminine? I think it sounds manly. You know, at least that's the way I hear it on the inside. You know, and I heard it on the mic. I was like, man, I don't, I don't like that. Turn that down. I don't want to hear any of that. Amen. Why is that? Because I'm hearing that with my outer ear. Amen. But see, when, you're, when I'm used to hearing my voice with my inner ear on the inside of me. Amen. See, when your conscience, when your spirit begins to speak to you, amen, you begin to hear things with your, your inner ear. And that's why I say, man, that, that voice on the inside of me sounds just like me. Well, it is because it is you. It is you speaking. The Holy Spirit who has been anointed and sealed with your spirit is now revealing things unto your spirit. Amen. And then what happens? Your spirit begins to reveal it into your mind. Why? Because God speaks to our spirit. He speaks to our spirit. Yeah, Romans 9, uh, 9, 1 says, I say, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. He says, my conscience also bearing witness with me in the Holy Ghost. How many of y'all know that our conscience bears witness? It bears witness with the Spirit of God. It bears witness with what God is trying to speak to us. It, it verifies his communication, puts a, and it'll put a stamp of approval upon it, and then your mind can begin to, to meditate on these things and allow it to come through. What is our conscience? I've said this word several times here. What is our conscience? It is the voice of your spirit. It is the voice of your spirit. It's not the voice of your mind. It's not the voice of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is the voice of your spirit. Remember, we said our body, your body has a voice. You say, what is that? It's your senses. Amen. Smack your finger with a, with a hammer and you'll find out your, your body has a voice. Amen. It'll speak very loud to you. Amen. Your mind has a voice. Your soul has a voice. It's that voice of reasoning. And your spirit has a voice. It is the voice of your conscience. Let me close this up so I can start moving that direction. Now, listen, is our conscience, is our conscience worthy to be trusted? I mean, because you've been hearing from your conscience long before you got saved. Your spirit's been speaking to you long before that. Is it, is it worthy to be listening to? Listen, if you're, if, you're, if you're not saved in here, I'm telling you, I wouldn't be listening to it. I wouldn't be listening to those things, amen? Now, now that's, you actually got saved through that, but listen, you can't trust your spirit. But listen, after we get reborn and that nature of the adversary has been stripped from you and now you have the nature of living God living on the inside of you, listen, you can trust it. As a matter of fact, I tell you, if, if your conscience speaks to you after you've been reborn, listen to it and begin to obey everything that it begins to say. Why? Because it's revealing to you what the Spirit of God is revealing to you. Whom you're anointed and sealed with. And he will reveal these things. You need to listen to these things and allow it to, allow it to be made manifest. Amen. I'll end with this. So listen, with our when we have, just like earlier when I said the, the Spirit of the Lord is telling me, is speaking to me. Listen, this wasn't this authoritative voice coming and speaking to me, telling me, you know, you do the, do this, do this, do that. No, it was that still small voice. He was, he was speaking nice and softly. 
into my spirit, revealing me what to, telling me what to say, moving me in what direction to go, telling me what to pray, praying over people, tell, telling me what to, to, to reveal to them. It was the voice, him speaking into my spirit, my spirit revealing into my mind so I can communicate those things outside of me, you know, to, to the people that are around us. See, church, this is why it's so important for us to pray in the spirit. This is why it's so important for you to pray in the spirit. You say, I don't know, what is it? It's so important for you to pray in tongues. You say, why is that? Because see, we have the, the unique ability. God has given us a unique ability to, to detach our tongue from our mind and connect it to our spirit. You say, what am I talking about? Listen, have you ever been to pray in the spirit and your mind's going nuts? It's going all around the world, talking, you know, thinking about what's going to happen at its job, thinking about all the things that are going to, going to take place later on in the day, and, you're, and your spirit's just sitting there praying, praying. Your mouth is just going, praying in tongues, praying, praying, and praying. Listen, why? Because there's two different operations going there. Listen, see, this is, this is where we get into the place you need to, you need to learn to, to quiet your mind when you begin to pray in the Spirit. And I know we all struggle with it. Amen. But, but speak to your mind. Get it to settle down. Why? Because, see, this is where some of that revealing takes place. This is when the Holy Ghost starts speaking to you. This is when he starts, that still small voice will start happening, even when you're praying in the Spirit. Amen. But you've got to learn to quiet this down and begin to hear from here. Amen. See, praying in the Spirit will help you decipher you know, if something, when the Lord's, if, if it's the Lord saying something, if your flesh is saying something, if the devil's trying to tell you something, if it's coming from here down or if it's come from here up, amen, you'll be able to, dis, you'll know distinctly which way it's going, which direction it's traveling. And if it's coming from here down, you can cut it off. Amen. But if you hear something coming up, listen, that's something you need to grab a hold on and move forward with everything you got. How do we learn these things? Church, you're going to have to go after it. I mean, we can talk about these things. I can teach about these things. Listen, I live these things, but you're going to have to begin to live it. You're going to have to begin to press into it. And I can promise you, if you will, you will see some amazing changes. Start to, I just don't hear from God. Listen, you start getting into this place, you will hear from God. I will guarantee it. See, that old religious thought, God doesn't speak anymore, that will get changed. Just begin to start praying in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray with other tongues. Get intimate. Get into that secret place and find what God has for you. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be into your presence today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for, for the teachings on, the, on how to be led by the Spirit, on how to hear your voice, Lord. Lord, help, help me, Holy Spirit, to communicate this clearly into this body and to any, ever, any person that's listening on podcast or, or on live stream, Lord, to, to where your church can get into the place where it, it has no commu- uh, confusion on what you're trying to speak to us or if you speak to us, Lord, that we'll learn to be yielded unto you, hearing from you, moving forward and everything that you have for us. Lord, give us, give us spiritual ears that can hear. Lord, if we have calluses on the inside of us, Lord, Lord help us to, to grab a hold of those calluses and rip them off, Lord, to where we can have our senses back, to where we can have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is having to, to say to the churches, what you said to the, in, in Revelations chapter 2 and 3 over and over and over, that we need to have ears to hear. He who has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church, Lord. Lord, we want ears to hear from you. We want ears to hear from you. Lord, not just so we can have a perfect life here, Lord, but that we can expand the kingdom. Lord, that we can snatch the people that are on their way to hell. Lord, that we can bring revival. 
the revival that's, that started in the hearts of the believers here in this church, that we can, that we can spread it throughout every, every town, every village, and every city upon this island, Lord. We glorify you for it. We glorify you for it. And Father, we take a hold of Psalms 91, which is the tradition of this church, Lord, that says that no evil will befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling place. Lord, for you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways, to bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against the stone. Nor not, not because we're saying a prayer, not because we're, we're confessing this, but because we are children that dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Lord, we will hear from you. We will walk around the snare. We'll know whether to, to go over the mountain, under the mountain, around the mountain, or command it to be moved out of our path. Because we have ears to hear from you. Because we are dwellers. We abide in that place. Lord, we thank you for this church. We thank you for each and every person that's here. We thank you for the people that are gone. We thank you for the people that you're bringing to get, to get planted in this place, Lord. That we will be dundalk changers. That we'll change this island of Ireland. Lord, by the power of your word and the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for it, Lord. Lord, we glorify you for it. We walk out of here in faith and love towards you. Walking out of here in love towards one another. As the ambassadors of Christ, you've called each and every one of us to be. Lord, thank you, Lord, here at Island Church. We are covered by your blood. We are empowered by your word. And we are anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory to God. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located right in the center of the town and we would love for you to call in and see us. Details are on our website at islandchurchdundalk.ie.